Taira Chafbez, we're up to paragraph Ches. We will be starting going to use Rav Chaim Kramer's note to help us sum up where we're at so that we can go forward. He said the Torah starts off to mitigate any decree, a judgment that is going to be issued against the world. Rahman al This involves the Tzadikim. The Gzardin is the Din Torah. We know that Torah lo he, and therefore the Tzadikim, who we will see, play a dual role. One of their roles as is to give an Eitzah, as it were, to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and as part of this Eitzah, they're going to minimize whatever the sin was that was uh, that was committed to argue that there should be a mituk in the din, that it should be that it should be tempered. On the other hand, the tzaddikim also a bechin of raglan. We said raglan is eitzah. Raglan is also that they are sent. They're sent from Hakadosh Baruch Hu to give teichacha, to give rebuke to the people, so that the people will do tshuva, the people will repent. And we explored this whole idea of of what it means to have a mituk in the din, what what it means to uh, try to argue and affect and temper the din before it's issued and after it's issued. In terms of having a temper of the judgment upon Shuva, there is uh, always going to be a consequence for actions. But we discussed a lot of ideas. That the, the idea that whenever there's a, a a decree that's issued, on one hand, it's a, it's a consequence of action, uh, and it's needed to, if you think about it, to restore balance in the world. People did an avera, and for that, there's an effect. On the, also, the reason that sometimes there's yisurim is to give a message to get people to do tshuva. If that bal- in both ways, if that balance is changed by people doing tshuva, they're not the same person. They got the message without need for the yisurim, right? They they self correct or they. Correct corrected with the tzaddik, or alternatively, they were able to affect something in the tshuva to otherwise change the balance in the world, then there might not need, a, need, need there might not be a need for that gzardin. So it's not chas v'shalom to say a chadosh baruch who is just mavatu, let's bygones be bygones. It's that through the tshuva process, there can actually be a tempering of the judgment. Now, this is the tzaddikim arguing on behalf of the people to temper the din, but in order for the for this process to work, the tzaddikim have to give terchacha to the people, there has to be a connection. There's the, in, in this role, the tzaddikim are going to be the mashpi, as it were. They're giving the teichacha. The people have to be makabel. That connection is formed through emuna. The people have to have emunas chacham. They have. There has to be a relationship there between the people and the tzaddikim between those who need to receive the Musr, and we're talking about Musr at a uh, at a primal level. We're talking about self-correction, not just to the effect of the gzar din. So the outer seal, as were the Tyrus Chaisim Say Chaisim, is the Amuna with the Chachamim. In order for the, the first thing that has to be uh, working backwards is there has to be a connection between the people and the tzaddik, and at that point, then the inner seal, the tzaddik will be able to do uh, to do their job. How is this Amuna developed? So Rav Chaim, Rav Chaim Kramer says that perfect faith is drawn only through the Shiva Royim, within whom are encompassed the leaders of the generation. And we said, well, there's uh, here I am. I'm trying to do the right thing, and there's leaders, the leaders of the generation, attaching to the shivarayim, developing a muna, uh, and that would uh, allow me to attach myself to the tzaddik and to do moser. But if you look at the world, the influence is not always held by the shivarayim, by the tzaddikim. There's false leaders also. The people that have azos, they're klavim, they bark. We talked about the significance of this. So uh, how is it that we can break the influence, the immediate influence of the false leaders? There needs to be a certain azus de kedusha, and we actually explained that this dynamic exists in the people attaching themselves to the tzaddikim, to the true leaders, and being able to get out of the immediate influence of the false leaders. And it exists also on a proteistic letter level between the influence, the immediate influence of the guf, and us being able to get get in touch with our own uh, with our own neshama now how does a person tap into this azus de kedusha to break out of the immediate influence the through a kol de kedusha we talked about a kol of tzaka of screaming out of tefillah kol of anocha shayfer zimra different types of different types of kailais now the w- w- the call a person feels a certain chisar and they're trapped by the leaders by their guf and now they need to break out of that influence there has to be a call the problem is that because the world has a it's in a balance 
the whenever there's a kol de kedusha, then the negative forces will also be stirred up. So here, 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 a person is, and now on one hand, they they feel like their life is lacking something. Here, on one hand, there's the kol de kedusha that's trying to pull them to forge that connection to get them out of the influence of the guf of the negative leaders. On the other hand, now that the kol de kedusha was raised, the negative kol, which we call an echo, is it raised also and it says, no, you know what you're missing. Again, we're simplifying a little bit. This was explored in the shears. You're not missing going to the base medrash. You're not missing the Kedusha. You're missing. You're not going on enough vacation. You obviously just don't have the best Gashmius. And now uh, the person is caught in the middle. Therefore, paragraph Ches is going to start out telling us how we should sensitize ourselves to the Kol of Kedusha and not get trapped and confused by the corresponding Kol Havara. Now you have the two parts, you have the two prerogatives, you have the etzem, the structure, what is the tachlis, the tafkit of a person, and now you have the basar, again, this applies both in the pratistic dynamic and also the klalius. So when you have the basar, it has its own priorities, it has its own taivas, it has its own uh, gashmiistic uh, preferences, and yet on the other hand, the basar is also the vehicle, it's the halbasha, it's the dressing, it's the interface with the etzem, with the structure, in order to to accomplish the tafkid in order to, in the Claudiastic sense, get close to the tzaddik and to be able to fulfill as a nation uh, the tafkid of the nation. So how is it that the basar is going to play its role uh, vis-a-vis the etzem, and that's going to be hashimush, using, functioning through meisim, through basardic activities, to service the etzem. When the guf carries out the priorities of the neshama, when the people, shteltzu, the people, uh, the, the people subscribe and relate in a practical way, to uh, to the tzaddik, that's going to be where it becomes one integrated whole, one system. He brings over here in the note, a Gemara from Bavakama. It says sometimes, uh, that a Tano Amora, before answering a question, would request Shiyasham Shuaisai. Right, you have to bridge the connection. Otherwise, there's going to be in order for two things to uh, to, to get together. There, ha- there has to be uh, there has to be a connection over there. A mashpi and a makabel. If you you know, for instance, if you're going to uh, try to attach, even if you're going to glue two things, they they might not they might not stick. They might not go together. That it has to be that they're receptive to a connection. Maybe you have to uh, you have to sand it down first, or you have to r- remove any impediments, take off the dirt, or you, a rough surface might stick better uh, better than a smooth surface. So in order for two things to attach there has to be there has to be a point of attachment how is it that you can ready the people ready the basar that there should be a munas chachamim how can you ready the kli to be able to be makabel from the mashpia you can sensitize the basar to the ruchnius in order by taking the maisim and making it that the maisim also are mashamish the, the etzem that the maisim are mashamish the ruchnius cause so over here it says how is it that the people can become to can, can forge this connection with the tzaddik through sheep being mishamish the chacham, uh, or he mentions over here from the CL Sarfei Kodesh. So how could we mishamish? Over here, Rabbeinu, uh, the, the, to make sure, he says, who possession that there shouldn't be any bizayin attributed to the tzaddik and to give tzaddik on his behalf and to prince for him. So there's ways, even if the, we're not around the tzaddik, to be mishamish tzaddik. That's how we can make this connection by using our maizim uh, towards uh, towards the tzaddik. In order that we're going to be that the guf is going to be mishamish the neshama or corresponding to the people being mishamish the tzaddik. Nasa guf pachinas basar the neshama. Meaning the the neshama in in our context the neshama by the way if you have a loose neshama right a neshama is not going to be makayim mitzvahs unless it's in the body. Using the example that we gave before, if let's say somebody driving a car, just give let's say two examples to bring out the point. If I uh, if I am driving a car, so then you could say oh, I made a right turn. Now that might include stepping on the gas, going into the turn. It might include checking my mirrors. It might include uh, turning the steering wheel. Do I say that the car is doing something as part of this process? No, it's a merkava just solely for for me. I'm just 
executing my rutzen through the car. On the other hand, let's say I'm taking a cab and now there's a driver. The driver can really do whatever he wants. The driver happens to have the priority that he wants to make Parnassa. He wants to get a good rating in Uber, whatever it is. And therefore, when I say I would like to make a right turn, I tell the driver and then the driver does, because of his own decision, what I want. The more that the guf is mishamish the neshama, the more that it becomes just one unified whole, and the, and the guf is really just a function of the neshama. The more that the guf has its own priorities, even if one of those priorities might be in line for the time being with ruchniyistic goals, but there's still a period over there. It's two separate things. And what we're trying to move to is where the basar is a halbasha, the basar is a merkava for the neshama. When the basar becomes bottle to the etzem, az vidushalayim mevaser etain. Then... It's going to be Mekhaim the Pasuk to Yerushalayim is a Mavasar. Mavasar is like somebody who announces uh, good news, good tidings. Uh, he mentions over here that there's a lot of dogmas in Drushas and Chazal that put together the idea of Basar and uh, Basura, news and Basar. Okay, we'll take it for what it is. Me Basar Hanimal Hanal. So we actually mentioned the idea of Mila at the end of Ois Hey. We're now making a connection between Yerushalayim, which is Mavasar. We're linking Mavasar, Basura, Nuz, and Basar. Yerushalayim is uh, is the epitome of Amuna. Yerushalayim, Kirya, Na'amana. Uh, and, and and we're linking Basar to Nimal to Mila. What's Mila? Mila is where uh, is representative. But you said right. Mila is a breaking the Tivus Haguf. It's where some of the some of the Basar the the Mila gets cut off. It gets removed. It's a Shvira of the Tivus. Once there's a Shvira of the Tivus, those things that are that are st- that are standing in the way and they're also creating their own pull. It's its own Taiva. Once there's a Shvira in the in the in the, in the Taiva, the Shvira in the Midas. So then. The, uh, that that makes it able that we could attach ourselves to the neshama, attach ourselves to the tzaddik. Nishlam Yerushalayim shehi kirya ne'amana hainu. So then there could be a shlemus in Yerushalayim, a shlemus in the amuna, and a shlemus in the amuna doesn't mean disregarding the basar. It means where the basar is the basar to the etzem. It doesn't mean disregarding the guf. It means where the guf is. Uh, it's a merkava. It's together. It's an integrated whole with the neshama. Kirya ne'amana hainu. This becomes the full expression of Amuna, where the where the the people are able to get close to the tzaddikim. It's one whole. It's one nation with the priorities of the tzaddikim, who in their own way have a total hisbatlus to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. But the real shleimus is where the tzaddikim are the tzaddikim of the Am. But the only way for the people to get close to the tzaddik is to have an azus the Aziz to Kedusha is necessarily is necessary to break through the taiva that are pulling people in other directions. And the more that a person identifies and they, uh, with, with their guf, the more that a person identifies with those taivas and those priorities, it's not that I have 100% I want to do the right thing. And then there's the Yitzhar, it's an external party. It's trying to pull me in the wrong direction. But I 100% align with the Kaddish Baruch with the Tzaddik. No, a person thinks that I have a taiva. I want chocolate cake. This is what I want to do. And we don't know. Uh, which wh- wh- who who am I? Uh, where who do I identify with? When a person has Aziz to Kedusha, they're able to break through this confusion, break through the bilbul between the Kol de Kedusha and the Havara Shubachinas Kol Hakoyles to Kedusha. That the Aziz to Kedusha is able to to understand for what it is the Kol de Kedusha. We understand that the other stuff is just noise. It's static. It's not actually competing. Maybe it seems to be competing because it seems to have a lot more influence. Down here, the Kol de Kedusha is rooted much higher than anything that's Gashmius in this world. But from where I stand, if my antenna is up, I, I get a lot of static at my level. It, I, I seem to hear a lot of noise telling me, well, I want to go on vacation. I want to eat more. So for me, it sounds like a competing noise. But when I can break through all of the Kailas at my altitude and I can... I can hear something that's really much higher. I can hear those colors to Kedusha that I understand that everything else is just static. It's just getting in the way. I need to break through and then I can align myself with the Tzadik. I'm able to break the Azus of the Sitra Achra. Even though it's, like we said, it's Klovim, it makes a lot of noise, but it's just barking. And then a person can get close. They can be nourished from the Emunah of the Shiva Rayim. Lema
Shubachinas Yerushalayim Kirya Ne'amon Kanal. We referenced Torah seven before talking about Eretz Yisrael, talking about Amuna in that context. But when a person can break through the uh, the the, the Azus of the Sitra Achra, then they can align themselves with Amuna. They can be nourished from the Shiva Rayim, uh, Rayim Hemna, all the Shiva Rayim, and Maish Rabbeinu specifically. And coming back around to the beginning of the Torah, once this moon is in place, once this outer seal is in place, the connection between the Guf and the Shama, but in a Klaliistic sense, the connection between the people and the Tzadik based on Amuna, so now the Tzadik are able to affect a Mituk in the Din, like we explained in the first year, that the that the Chitzoinim won't have access to be Yoinik from the Din Torah, but rather the Tzadikim are going to be able to affect a Mituk in the Din Torah, and we had said that when when there's a Gzardin, it could lead to Gala, so, so this Amuna, this is Link which is uh, associated with Yerushalayim. It's now there can be a mitik in the din, and uh, and the Mertashem, There won't be a need for gullus. There won't be a need for for exeris. Now, as we go into paragraph Tess, uh, just going to use Rav Chaim Kramer's note to introduce paragraph Tess, and also I wanted to go back and mention one thing. He says, note 93, it says in the previous section, in section Ches, paragraph Ches, Rabbi Nachman explained that one attains the category of flesh. How does one attain the category of basar? So it's it's uh, the, the basar is on the etzem. It's the basar is essentially a means to an end, but it's an integrated whole. It doesn't have its own personality. The basar is the vehicle through which uh, the neshama connects through which we connect with the neshama, through which the neshama connects to the tzaddik, through the, through which there's a shlemos uh, in the system and getting close to a kaddish baruch Hu, by performing mitzvahs and by serving the sage through meisim, right? In other words, in a, we we are able to get into in touch with our neshama by having our guf perform mitzvahs, and we're able to get the nation is able to get close to the tzaddik by being mishamish the tzaddik. This allows him to break through the azus of the sitra achor, the brazenness of the other side. But that's sur meirav. Well, now is asetov. Now, what do we do with that? So, just to, I, I wanted to mention the, uh, the from he he also brings from note eighty eight that there's actually he brings three different ways of being mishamish a tamad chacham, which is just important. It allows us to what, what does it mean to be mishamish a tamad chacham? One of them he says is actually somebody who somebody who is learning, but somebody who learns in depth. When we look in, let's say a mishnah, very often a person can see statements in a mishnah, and it seems to be one machlekes. And as a person learns gemara, they'll see another machlekes about a different set of facts, a different halacha, and some and the gemara will end up saying, well, maybe these tanaim are like those tanaim, or maybe. This this machlokes lemekatanoi is actually the machlokes of Tanaim, but it's not. They seem to be arguing about something else. And the Gemara explains, no, the presentation, it's the presentation of the machlokes in a particular set of circumstances is just an expression of a legal principle. But that's just a particular application. The legal principle is the same in this instance as that instance, and then the Gemara will have one of a couple of reasons. Either it'll say, no, maybe they must be arguing about something else. There's no reason to have the same argument twice. Or it would say, oh, we see that the Amoraim are are actually supported because we see that their position was already discussed uh, by Tanoim. They both whom have who to rely on. But in order to be Mishamish the Tamil Chacham, to understand what was the Tamil Chacham saying when he presented a particular statement, a particular application of a rule, you need to delve deeper. You need to understand the underlying reason. You need to, to, to look at it, so to speak, as, as uh, simon and Siba, right? In other words, a cause and symptom. What, what was really underlying what a particular tzaddik said? That's how you're Mishamish the Tamil Chacham, and that's how you're bringing alive their Torah. Another another way that he brings, uh, note 88, I'm reading from Chaim Kramer, page 357. Another thing that he brings is that the study, the Shakla Vitaria, you can't just open up a Shulchan Aruch or a Kitzur Shulchan Aruch. Again, for the same reason, sort of, we said a second ago, you won't be able to be Madama Milsa La Milsa. You'll have a lot of ideas, but uh, we, we live in this world. This ideas, we need to ground the Torah. We have to incorporate the Torah. We need to integrate the Torah. We need to take the Torah, and it has to be a Torah's Chaim for us. The study, the ideas, that's only a preparation for the final decision. But there is a stage at which we appreciate a Havamina, we appreciate the truth inherent in Havamina, and then there's a stage at which we're a Sukesh Maitza How are you Mashamesh when you see the final decision in practice? Sometimes the Gemara will bring, uh, uh, in support of a Halacha, a Maisa Rav. We, we see how it was actually conducted, or you'll see a Tana that supported a particular position, but in practice he did something else. So seeing the actual Anhaga being Mashamesh, seeing the final decision in a Lamaisidic way, how the the conduct that's being mishamish and then the third thing is uh, the third way that he brings from ksuva stuff 
Tzadi Vav, Amr Aleph, he says that the Gemara says that all of the chores that a servant performs for his master, a student should perform for his Rebbe, except for undoing his shoes. Okay, there's a sugi over there, but the idea of a Shemesh Hamidi Chachamim is literally just to serve the Tamil Chacham, although we know that even uh, a, a true tzaddik, a true Tamil Chacham, even his mundane actions are mitzvahs also. Even the conversation, you can learn a tremendous amount from the sicha of, of a Tamil Chacham, of a tzaddik. But nevertheless, the idea of coming close, see, it's interesting because on one hand, the tzaddik's mundane actions might be uh, within Dalad Amashallah. When the tzaddik ties his right shoe first, then it's not just a mundane task. He's being Makaim Harin Mukhan Mazun, Makaim, a mitzvah that stated in Shulchan Aruch, here's how I need to do everything a person. How does he sleep on his side? Which limb he washes first in the shower? So the, 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 that's not really a mundane action in a certain sense for Tamil Chacham. On the other hand, I'm trying to become close to the Tamil Chacham. So when I do those actions in my head, I'm not holding there. So for me, it's mundane. But perhaps you could say two things, I guess. Perhaps number one, you could say that when I serve the Tamil Chacham, so I'm doing it in, in service, it, it turns the idea of mundane actions into Kedusha and bridges that gap. But further, it just, uh, it, it bridges even on the relationship dick level of, of however I perceive my actions, it allows me to become close to the Tamil Chacham. And once you're aligned with somebody, so that opens up those connections. Okay, there's a lot of different ways uh, that we could talk about this. So as we go into paragraph tests, we're performing mitzvahs and we're serving allowing us to break the azus of the Sitra Achra. In this section now, we're going to detail how one can be sure that his azus stems from holiness, that it's a boldness, as we said. Is it azus boldness or is it brazenness? Is it chutzpah? So, so a person now has azus, but it's a, it's very subtle. You, you, is it, are we reinforcing, are we fooling ourselves? Are we reinforcing a negative midah or are we re-engaging in a positive midah? Says Rabbeinu in paragraph test, Velavoy Laazos de Kedusha Hanal. How do we get it's not it's not always easy. How are we going to get this Azus de Kedusha? We said the Kol Tza'aka, Kol Anacha, through sounds, Kol Ayiz, we need to be Meshabra, we need to break the Taiva, break the Guf, not reinforce the Guf. Person is is learning with a Chavrusa, and in the context of a Sugya, but they mamish get angry at their Chavrusa. Now, Baruch Hashem, it's better to get angry, I guess, in the base Medrash than to get angry in the streets. However, if they're not just seeking the truth, and then they're getting very enthusiastic and worked up because the truth is important, what they're doing is they're taking it personally. Even after they close the Gemara, they're still annoyed at the person. They're reinforcing the Midah of anger. That's very, very subtle. This person might have worked on a lot of things, but he still might have to work on the meter of anger. He might not have worked on that one iota. By the way, you know, sometimes you have one of these pieces and you say, if you would listen to only one piece, then it was worth coming here for this. This has to just light us up right now. It's so, it's so deep when you read it. It's so obvious in a certain sense. It's, it's clarity. It's MS. Huayidei Simcha. Because simcha is a is a force. Simcha is an enthusiasm. Simcha is something that's larger than life. You can do something that transcends any kaychus you have. The Balatanya talks about the idea of atzvus. He says if two people are wrestling, even if one is physically stronger than the other, but he but he he's lethargic. He's ba'atzvus. He's going to lose that battle. Simcha allows somebody to just be resilient to come back to come back for more. Somebody insults them. It doesn't make a difference. I'm settled. I'm menuchas nefesh. I'm doing exactly what I have to be doing. I have drive. And brazenness, the idea of a negative energy of pushing back. I'm not trying to rise higher. I'm trying to push you down. Uh, so yes, I'm going to build myself up through some sort of a negative energy, right? That 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 is a profound difference, which sometimes. Uh, you, you you might almost not be able to put your finger on it, but once you put your finger on it, you could tell that it's that, that it's mikatsa lekatsa. Hashem, the delight in Hashem, himu uzchem. That's your strength. But we're learning that as lashon of azus. That is the azus. The chedvas Hashem, the delight in Hashem. That is the azus, the kedusha. That's that. That's how you get the azus kedusha. It's not just another redirection of the same energy. It's live energy. But is it negative energy or is it positive energy? It's not two competing things going in the same direction. It's two things going in opposite directions. One of them is a negative Aziz. It's a pushing back. It's a 
It's a trying to, to, to break you. It's a trying to cover up the Azda Kedusha. And the other one is, is attaching yourself to MS. It's, it's anchoring yourself so that you're not going to get disturbed by any of the, uh, by, by any of the negative forces. There's a piece I don't have it with me. Maybe next time we'll mention. I think it's the third letter in the Egrits Chazan Ish. It talks about, 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 uh, Chaim in the context of breaking Midas. I have to see exactly, I have to see exactly what it says. But, but over here, a person is able to have simcha sachayim, true simcha, hainu alide bechinas, nasev nishma shehu bechinas simchas. Let's go into that in a second, but I do want to just, uh, I think it's important, I want to read just two notes from Rav Yatiyah's uh, print. If you have it, you have it, but if not, just listen, it's, it, it's uh, unbelievable. Note 142, he says, this, it's, it's obvious, You see it, you see it in front of your face. The face, the senses will tell you this. If a person is depressed, a person is crushed, when does a person all of a sudden have taivas questions? They fall. Yes, everybody has taivas. We're human beings. This is part of life. When is a person most susceptible to these things? When they're, when they're depressed, when they're down. All of a sudden, they have questions. Things bother them. Why should I be sitting in the base medrash? Am I, is this really what I should be doing with my life? There, there's a, a healthy way of making cheshben and nefesh, but the things that, that are mafria somebody, what bothers somebody, that's when they're feeling down. If a person is having certain questions and they're in an emotional state of depression, Take those questions, write them down, put them aside. You can revisit them later. It could be that the substance of something has to be dealt with. But the idea of whether it bothers you, there could be a million things that come up. None of us know 100% of everything all the time. The fact that somebody has a question does not necessarily, it's not necessarily mafria them. It doesn't necessarily push them off course. The fact that something is going to push somebody aside, that happens because of atzvos. Kamoisha royim kol Hashem yirachim. They persevere, they have strength. And they're able to attach themselves to the right leaders. Right? And even just among people, among leaders, right? Or, or seeing, perceiving among Gedalim. All these things happen when something ain't right with me. When I'm Ba'atzvah, when I know that I'm doing the right thing, yes, okay, something happened. I have a question. What did the Tzadik mean by this? Why did it? Yeah, okay, I don't understand everything, but 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 the idea of, of everything pushing me aside and dampening me, one more note uh, we, we have to read. And is going to pull from the uh, from Likute Alachas. He he starts off saying that by Ezra Nachemib, when the Jews came up from from the end of Golis Bavel at Bayasheni, the uh, Ezra Nachemib, they gathered all the people on Rosh Hashanah in the streets of Yerushalayim, and Ezra read the Torah in front of them, and they cried. That's a positive thing. They're making Cheshben and Nefesh. They're clapping al It's terrible, and they realized that they were over on so many of the halachas to the point that many of them mamish, uh, or some of them might not have been, you know, many in context. A group of them. It seems married Goyim and Teresh uh, Pet tells us Chazal tells us exactly what was going on. But without talking about judging the people or being critical, just in terms of the psukim, comes Ezra Nachemitz Rosh Hashanah Lachain Echlu Veshisu Kiasimchi Koychachem. You want strength? Don't beat yourself up. What does the Mitzudas David say in those psukim? Sheashimcha Shal Mitzvah Hitit Nachem Oiz Vesatzumus. You need strength. You want to connect. The connecting is not through breaking yourself down. You want to break away the 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 Azus the Sitrach. You want to break away the negative energy, what you do is a little, light it up and the darkness will recede. What are you can do? You're going to say darkness go away, but it's dark. You're not letting in any light. It has no place to go. You want the strength so that the klipa falls away. Just attach yourself to the light. Attach yourself to the simcha. And our Rabbeinu is not saying that just that the simcha is your mauzcham, your strength. He says that that's in the context of our lesson, the Azaz Kedusha. Listen to the words of Likutei Alachas in Behemah Tahira, Dalad Chavtes. What does it mean? They're reading the Torah and the people are v'fachad. You might say, that's great. That's great that people finally are getting it. It's finally hitting home. Let them sit and cry. It's good for them. 
Why? Because they saw that they were over Az Kemat Al Kala Taira. Kinichlu Az Benashim Nachrius Al Kain Amr Lehem. What did the Navi tell them? Shafal Pisha Asu Masha Asu. You did what you did. Now, forget about what you did. We'll clean up the spilled milk later. We're not worried about that right this second. You did it. That's where you're holding right now. So that's where your avoda is. But what's your avoda? Now you have a sarya Now you're turned. Forget about where you're holding. Where are you facing? You're facing in the right direction. Okay? Be careful that you don't get depressed. Because now what you need, if anything, now that you're so low, what you need is the strength to break through. Don't come to Yira and Fachad ki ezva. Sorry, al Yira and Fachad laatzvus chashom. That your Yira and Fachad shouldn't bring you to depression. Ki chedvas Hashem himuuzchem. It's the simcha. It's the delighting in Hashem. That's your strength. That's your azdas. That's what's going to allow you to break free. Ki Hashem is baruch mechazek oisanu besimcha vechedva bechol makom shenachnu sham. Where's your avoda? Hashem is with you. Hashem is with you in the chayshech. Hashem is with you in the darkness. That is where you are. Now the question is. What's your avoda now? Forget about your avoda over what happened in the past. Yes, you need to be in Sarba, but you have the tshuva. Now you're in Sarba tshuva. What do you do going forward? You need to break away. How are you going to break away? You can't just have the negative energy of, of, of pushing everything else down. You need to have the simcha. The simcha is what's going to, uh, Baruch Hashem, ah, I have a simcha that I'm connected with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. I have the right priorities now. I, everything else will fall away and if there's other al-chaits that I have to clap, I'll deal with that because it's part of my avodah and I'm going to have simcha and the avodah of tshuva. What is better than a person who was doing all the wrong things, who had the wrong priorities, who now literally has unbelievably the right priorities. That's something mamish to dance over. We've said so many times that the biggest gilik is when the people that are the farthest away come close. Now you've been facing in the wrong direction and now finally, finally, not just facing the wrong direction, you've been barreling forward in the wrong direction. Now you come forward to want to literally turn around. Is there any better simcha to have than that? What, I was going in the right direction, now I'm going faster. I mamish had an about face. Throw a party. Okay, that is, if that doesn't light you up, then I don't know what, what possibly could. So back in the text, it says that this is, that this is what we need. This is a Bechina of Mamish Nasev Nishma. Uh, that that when a person does the shimash, they make themselves receptive. They do the nasa. That's the asiya part. Vaazis the kedusha. The ibayanachal explains. Now comes from the nishma. Now I, I put aside the uh, the mafarshim. The proposal chachma. I think has a discussion how really nasa and nishma is totally threaded throughout this entire lesson. I'm just going to reference now. Note. Uh, the part of the note three, just from the very beginning of Rav Chaim Kramer's notes, where he he starts to lay out uh, some of the ways that Nase and Nishma is threaded throughout this lesson. He says that Nase is a bechin of Taira and Nishma is a bechin of Tefillah. Nase is a bechin of Niglin and Nishma is a bechin of Nister. Nase is what we have in front of us. Nishma is what we don't have yet. It's Nister. We're davening. We're trying to bridge a connection. And when we do Tefillah, like we said in previous Taira, is that you're trying to attach yourself. Even over teva, not because it's not because it's hidden from the teva the way that we see it, but it's perfect. To, is it teva? Kaddish Baruch Hu, do anything he wants. We're connecting with the Kaddish Baruch Hu to ask him for something. That sounds perfectly rational to me, but it's hidden. And uh, there, there's there's different levels. There's nasa. Nasa is the nigla. Nishma, like we spoke about in the past Torah, in terms of the makifin. There's two parts really that are part of nishma, the part of the nister. One is the yearning, the desiring to pray for the higher level to acknowledge its existence. In the last Tyra, we, we, we went through this in, in depth. Uh, the idea that now I have a relationship with something outside of myself and I can even daven for it. And then the other is actually attaining that higher level. And that's uh, so there's Nasa, there's the Torah and the mitzvahs that I do. And now I daven for mitzvahs that I don't even relate to. And then finally, I, I, I dip my toe and I start to do those mitzvahs. And I keep on attaining ever higher levels of Nasa and Nishma. It's not a process, it's not a process that finishes. Um, I, I think I mentioned once, I remember, I don't know who was speaking. 
speaking, but somebody was speaking by Reb Chaim Kanievsky's, uh, one of the Spanims, Zechatzad HaKadosh Levracha, uh, and he mentioned, you know, the, the, the Reb Chaim Kanievsky was ju- just his, his, the way that we related to him, I mean, larger than life, Ashkenazim, Sephardim, Hasidim, Litvish, everybody, uh, whether people talk about his courage, Kolotar Kula Seder, just uh, l- larger almost than any any limitations. And it might have been Rav Aaron Feldman uh, from, from Nezrael Shlita, but anyway, there was a, there lots of us paid him. And he says, so what did we lose? In other words, we're making such a big deal about it. And he suggested that what Rav Chaim Knievsky did was was almost more than any of us can really relate to in a practical sense. But to say that a human being was not capable of it, you couldn't say that because we had a Rav Chaim Knievsky in the world. We had, we had a human being that tells us that this is within the human capability. Maybe I can't do it. Kol Tarakula, I can't do it once a year. Can I take that Seder and divide it up over 10 years, over 20 years? Sure, I can. Maybe a person, if you look through the Seder, it might be perfectly attainable. And then if you do Hazara, who know, in whatever realm you want to you, you want to talk about it, right? Nothing was undoable because you can't say something's undoable when somebody's doing it. Once Rav Chaim Knievsky uh, Zatzal was nifter, so now it's something that you're going to read about. It's something in the storybook. It's something that oh, the Chafetz Chaim, the Chafetz Chaim did this. Do I believe all the stories? Do I believe some of the stories? The person was an angel. Is it, is it real? It's somebody from the generations of past. It's something that we don't relate to as a practical way. When, so we, we have this, we, we have this, that's what happens when you attach yourself to a tzaddik. You can attach yourself to something that's larger than you. You, 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 you go through this process, nasa, it's what I do. I break down my Azza Kedusha and Nishman. I make myself receptive to something that's, that I didn't, that, that I hear that it's farther away from me. I, I, I heard it and now I'm going to incorporate it and then I'll move till, until that's the nasa and I'm going to continue to go through this process. So nasa and Nishma though, when we're linking that to Bechina Simcha, this is a Bechina of Simcha. It says, uh, over here, the divrei zoya, the the b'mei nachal tzien the divrei tikune zor. It says, "Bahahu zimna da amru Yisrael nasav nishma miyad yismchu ashemayim v'sogi ala aretz." The rejoice, the world rejoiced. K'moshamar b'sends a corner of the brach, but shoshamar Yisrael nasav nishma yardu shishim riba malachim. That six hundred thousand malachim came down for nusin shnei atars barosh and put crowns on the Jews' heads. Tukmar and Shabbos kol echad. The end of the gemara says kol echad echad keneged nasav echad keneged nishma kishachatu when they sinned by the egg that these crowns were taken from them. However, but once we had it, it wasn't totally gone. We had a relationship with it. We have the kaiches for us. Once a person does something, in every area of life, now it's doable. A person, a person worked out. They stop working out. It's much easier to get it back the second time. If you knew something and you forgot it, it's much easier to do it uh, to do it again the second time, right? We have a relationship with these crowns, but what were those crowns? The simchas oylem is on their head. It's like a crown. It's on top, and it's going to return. We're going to get it back. These crowns, but those crowns are simchas oylem al roishem nimsa shenasev nishmaim bechinas. Simcha. So we see the relationship of Nasev and Nishma, this process with Simcha. Bechinas for Simchas Oilam al Roisham Kanal. Just two two brief points mentioned. He quotes here from Likutei Alachas. Uh, that first of all, Nasa came before Nishma. It says it's Moiral Oitzem Chukas Ritzoinim Shubetayk of Gadol. The Nasa that we're going to do even before we hear about it, the idea that we're going to jump in, that is uh, that that is Simcha that's associated with Ratzon. Ratzon is associated with, uh, with, with with Keser. Simcha on the on the deepest of levels is able to connect us with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And he mentions over here, or Vaitio also mentions over here, um, the idea of combining Nasa and Nishma of Tyre and Tfila. Tyre's consequence. There's this Harval Einesh from Mitzvahs and. Averis, but when we connect it with tefillah, we have the nas and nishma together. It goes through simcha, then that's where that can bring uh, that can bring a mituk in the din, because tefillah is a bechin of rachmim. So again, sort of bring us back to what we started the Torah with, to bring a mitik in the din, a mitik in the gzera, when we have, now we engage in nasev and nishma, Torah and tefillah together, which brings simcha, brings a connection to Kaddish Baruch Hu, which is, uh, which changes the dynamic in the world. Now we're, we're, we're attached, we're breaking through, we're attached to Kaddish Baruch Hu, uh, and we, we want that the gzardin should be at a higher altitude, not subject to any of the, uh, to, to the sitra to any of the other negative kochas in the world, to turn the din into a din achzari, but rather we're attached to, HaKadosh Baruch Hu through Rachmim, so that also is able to affect the Mituk in the, dar- in the Gzardin.
Okay, so now we explained that to be zoicha to a which is the outer chaisem, the chaisem of the adayim, which is able to preserve, act as a protection, allow the inner chaisem to do its job, the tzadikim of bechina of raglin, to have a mituk in the gzardin, how are we able to preserve that amuna, or how are we able to build that amuna? We have to build the amuna in the chacham, we have to be able to draw down from the shiva royim. How do we get close to the shiva royim? How do we not get distracted, and how do we not get our strength diverted to the negative leaders? How do we attach to the true leaders and not just the immediate influences? That's through an Azus of a Kedusha, which requires Simcha, and we linked Simcha to a Bechina of Nasev and Nishma. Now we're going to take a step back. At the end, we'll try to sum this up. The Bibe and Achel has a uh, has a summary of Chaim Kramer brings it on the note in page three sixty four. We're now going to explain that Nasev and Nishma is a bechina of Bereshis Bara, which we're going to associate with Nigla and Nistar with Tyra and Tefillah. We're going to come back and start addressing the Safraditz Neusa, the passage that we started off the Tyra with all the way at the beginning. Vida. The two crowns, the two crowns of Nasev and Nishma that, that the Klal Yisrael received by Harsinai, Minasev and Nishma, these were a Bechino we said of Simcha, through which a person can be, or Klal Yisrael can be Zaycha to Azus, to Kedusha, to attach themselves with the Muna, to the leaders, to the Tzadikim, to the Chachamim, through which uh, through which the, there's his Batla, so that on a Klaliistic level there's an attachment to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, to the MS. And just bring it to the first point, through this, through this attachment, whatever need there was for Chas V'Shalom, Rachman Al-Etzlan, for Yisurim, we can, we can have that attachment through the Tzadik, we can do a tshuva, and we can obviate the need for the Din, have this Mitaka Din. Now this Nasev or later on, we're going to draw a, uh, a contradiction between Mamare Chazal. In one, in one hand, it seems that Kala Yisrael lost the crowns, and Moshe Rabbeinu was given the crowns of Nasev Rav Chaim Kramer brings this on page 360, and so that when the Jews sinned and Moshe Rabbeinu now had the crowns, in order to achieve the connection that would have been uh, used through the crowns or through this Nasev Nishma, that now comes through an attachment to the Tzaddik. He also brings that uh, a medrash in Dvarim Rabbah that Moshe Rabbeinu tells them after the Egel, you lost Nasev, so be certain to guard Nishma, but that they still had Nishma, so did they they lose both crowns? Did they lose one, one crown? Uh, we're going to have to address that. So, But over here it says, Bereshis is a mimer. And uh, Bereshis, this comes from a Gemara, really, that says that the world, the, the creation with, was with ten ma'amarim, but it only says Vayomer nine times. And we say Bereshis nami ma'amarhu. One, one way that we've discussed this in the past is that Bereshis means the creation of time. If to have a hechatimtza of creation without having some sort of a, a timeline to create something, it means a second ago wasn't created, and now it is. You're able to affect change. If there's no, if there's no possibility of any sort of a change, there's only a insifius, haya haya then there's no possibility of creating. The other HaKadosh Baruch Hu put into place the hechatimtza of creation, and the other nine unfolded mikayachalapayal. However, we define it over here, Bereshis da Maimer, Bara Chatsi Maimer. Let's just read a little bit on, right? Even just the words Bereshis. Bereshis, if you cut it in half, is one word, and then Bara is the first half of that word, is a half a Maimer, but more. Da Eden Ilah, Eden Tata, Chachma Ilah, Chachma Tata, Av Uben. We're going to say that Nishma is the full complement of, uh, in other words, first of all, when you have. Something that's bekayach, so then within the potential exists the actual. The, when you actualize potential, in a certain sense, it's able to to go from A to B. It, it has a certain more of a. Uh, it's more tangible, or articulable, but it's also an arrow. If you take a raw emotion, you put it into words, so then in a certain way it's limiting once you actualize it. The bekayach, it's broader, it represents the full complement. That's going to be uh, the way that we're discussing it, it's nishma. We spoke earlier, and coming from the last tire, that there's the panemius, and then there's the makifin. There's what you already do, what you already relate to, and then there's going on to the next step, something that you don't relate to yet. As you advance, you'll realize that the more advanced thing that you are is inclusive of what you had before. Now you internalize that, you turn that into the actual, and you're, you're able to reach something higher, something more abstract. That's nishma, something in the future, something that you that you will hear, something that you haven't heard yet, something that's behelam, something that's hidden. Nishma is uh, beracious, it's the complement, it's Aden Elyon, Chachmei Law, it's Av, it represents all of that. Nasa is the Chatzimaymer, it's going to be the Aden Tachton, the Chachma Tachtoina, it's 
It's a bechin of Ben. Why? These are the crowns that Klaus will receive at Harsinai, who bechinas nistarois viniglois, the things that we are able to relate to and the things that we have yet to relate to, maybe not even yet in this uh, stage of the world, maybe not until the next stage. Nase who bechinas niglois, nase, what we are going to do, it's something that we're actual, we can do b'maisa, that's a bechin of nigla, something that we understand. Hainu ha mitzvahs, the practical part of the mitzvahs, she'efshe l'kol echad what a person is able to achieve, accomplish, relate to now. Vinishma, what they're going to hear, he bechinas nistarais. It's something that's still for right now. It's behelam. It's hidden. It's there, um, but it has not yet been actualized. It's like uh, we could use the example of like a a coal. If you blow on it, the flame is there. But even if you cut the coal in half, you're not going to see the flame. There has to be something there to activate it. So it's there. You're not introducing anything else. Although there has to be a process. You have to blow on it. Like we just said in Bavakama, you have to actualize it, and then what was there can end up coming out. But it's not yet begaloi. Mashu gavoya v'nister mimenu. What's above it? What it's still hidden? She'ena yochalasos avoda b'zeh. Right now, it's not yet our avoda. There's. I remember hearing a point that somebody made one time when a person's reading gedolim books. A lot of the stories that that are spoken. Are really, Bataris a simon, not a siba. They're indicative, they're illustrative of a certain type of behavior, of a certain type of a level, but that's not how they reached it. A friend of mine was one time re- was reading one of these Musters Farm that spoke about stories of Rav Chaim Knevsky, Zechert Sadek, Kaddish Levracha, and he said, you know, not only are these not stories that I relate to, many of them would be usher for me to actually do. That's simply not my avoda, I'm not there, that's not where my family is. A person has to understand what their avoda is. So, yes, it's important to under- have goalposts, to understand where to struggle to, but to do an avoda that's not where you're holding, a person who's learning by learning an hour a day, so learn an hour and five minutes a day, learn an hour and ten minutes a day, a person that says, you know what, that's it, a new leaf, I'm going to learn ten hours a day, at some point, they'll either just break, or it won't even necessarily, uh, it won't even necessarily change him, a person has to do a voda that speaks to him, uh, that's where he's holding, that's a voda, otherwise, otherwise it could be games, obviously, we're speaking very broad uh, strokes, a person needs to have a rebbe, have chaverim, uh, and uh, make chesh ben anefesh. Lamashal, eitzel kom mitzvah yesh so when it comes to mitzvahs, mitzvahs we said are begaloi, there are things that are svivay mitzvah. Besides for what's begaloi, even the way that the Torah presents the mitzvah, there's other things that are in the Torah, other parts of the Torah that are around the mitzvah. We know that every single word in the Torah, every letter, how many drushes are there by something, an extra letter in the Torah, that there's an extra vav, whether an avav is, you know, a conjunction, it's and, or even if maybe it's spelled with a vav or without a vav, where it's a plural word that's spelled in a way that's singular, and these are might be part of the pasuk that, that that doesn't even necessarily go to the heart of the description of the mitzvah. We'll speak about this in two ways. One is that he brings examples over here, for instance, by Petr Hamar. The mitzvah starts kadeshli kol bechar, but the pasuk starts off, but it says kadeshli kol bechar. Is this just an introduction? Is this just filler? There's a mitzvah of uh, of uh, an alosasi. It says vayomer Moshe la'am zochar siyom ha'azeh sheritzasmi mitzrayim beisavadim ki b'chayzik yad haitzi Hashem eschem mizeh v'lo yachal chametz. But again, there's an introduction vayomer Moshe la'am. There's there's secrets. And things that are equally as important, but in a different way than what's explicitly said in the Pesukim related to a tangible, articulable mitzvah. And he says, let's, uh, let's one more thought, but I'm going to read a few more lines first. What you might think on the surface is filler. Rashi, really, and the Ramban talks about it also, is omade on this at the very beginning, or in, in the beginning of the Torah, the first Rashi, I think, says, well, really, why doesn't the Torah start with Achaydesh Zelachem? If the Torah is a book of mitzvahs, then it should start with the first mitzvah. And yet, so the, the Ramban, it's already a question on Rashi, says that Amuna is, is our anchor, Amuna is at the heart. Why is this a chiddush to say, why did the Torah not leave out the Parsha of Bereshus? But it's a question. In other words, how are we relating to the Torah? If it's benigleth, besides for how the Rishonim deal with the deal with the answers, but just to appreciate what we're asking, if the Torah is essentially a message, the message is how we should live our life. We have the Tariag mitzvahs, the positive mitzvahs, the negative mitzvahs, and then there seem to be, there's filler 
either just literally like we said or even the stories are those on a lower level on a higher level on a different level how do we relate to that that's going to be the nasa the some of the the uh, the things that seem to be in the words around the mitzvahs they don't seem to be giving us a definite uh, a definite call to action so is it what should we be learning from this is bechinas nishma bechinas nister this is something that's that's nister uh, I'm going to just reference the Likute Halachas in Yeridea Chelik Beis. Halachas of Mila says, "Be'emes lo haisa ha'Torah tzrichel asape rak etzem mitzvus." Really, the Torah could have just, and potentially, if we think about it, should have just been giving us mitzvus, giving giving us directions. Kagon mitzvus tzitzis, mitzvus tefillin. This is really the Iker Torah kdei lekai mitzvusad. That's the basis of Rashi's question. What about the Sipurim of the Torah from Bereishis Adachoy? like we just referenced, which is the Mitzvah Rishayna, and all of the other stories that come after that. Even embedded within the Mitzvahs, after we start by most Mitzvahs, like we said, he says, "Ikara Torah is the mitzvah atzmach. Kol elu asipurim, kol elu adivrei Torah, shasvivus kol mitzvah mitzvah. All of these things that you would think are introductions, are fillers. Eil bechinas haTorah nelemes. There's hidden things to learn from there. Shu gavoya yoiser min haTorah shebenigla. We're just not sensitive to it, so you think it's not real. There's colors outside of the spectrum of colors, outside of roji biv as ultraviolet. You can't see it. You think it's less substantial. There's maybe things on sound waves that are outside of the realm of what you can hear. They're less substantial." but they're not less substantial. It happens to be that that's because of your limitations. That's because of our limitations in terms of the effect, in terms of what could affect even in this world as that, that something that doesn't have our limitations or in the Ilamais, right? So that is that is incredibly, uh, incredibly precise, just to use uh, an example that we might be able to relate to. If you talk about to, to a chemist or somebody who's a physicist and you go over to them and you want to connect two things and you say, well, what's the difference? Why can't I just put any two things together? But if you put it together, there might be certain gases. Some of them you might see or smell. Some of them you might not. So imagine talking to a scientist today and telling him, oh, What's the difference? Why can't you just put these two things together? It's good enough for a connection. He tells you, well, because these two metals will act as conductors and those won't. These two gases, well, one will be a catalyst and the other won't. And they will say, oh, that makes sense. But what if you were talking to somebody 500 years ago, somebody that didn't have that information? Or for that matter, just a first grader. And he knows that this first grader knows that electricity conducts metal. But he says, well, what's metal? Metal is something that's cold and, uh, and hard. So I could just use a cold rock. So why can't I just use... A, a, a rock for electricity. Who knows? Use any example that makes sense to you. But the bottom line is that does make something less real the fact that it's not within our realm of understanding? Absolutely not. Um, I do just want to reference over here uh, Tyra Yud Gimel. If you want to go back, if, uh, if you remember this Tyra, don't remember this Tyra, Yud Gimel, Chelek Bays. Okay, just so that these are not net new concepts. It all comes together. I'm just going to quote for one minute uh, from Bayes and then another section of Yigimel in a second. It says, this is Yigimel, paragraph Bayes. The Hisgalus of Tyra that's going to be when we're no longer limited by the this worldly frame of perception. That Lasid Lavo, we're going to have a different level of Giloy, a different altitude of Giloy. Further in paragraph, hey, in the middle he says, but listen to these words over here. These hidden secrets, where are they? These are in the Sipure Taira. One aspect of what we're talking about is Behelam. And over there, uh, Rav brings a Zayar. He says, well, let's just listen to the words because we read it before, but we'll read it again. It's important. Rabbi Shimon, where is this Zayar? If you want to look it up. Chelek Gimel Daf Kuf Nun Beis. Okay, this is language of the Zara. Tipshin Da Alma, the stupid ones of the world. La Mestakli El Bahu Levusha. They're looking only at the Levush of the Torah. Do you Sipur Doraisa? They think the stories, and they say, "Well, a story that's just surface deep." Velo Yadi Yatir, and they don't understand any more than that. Velo Mestakli B'Madiyu Tchoisa Hu Levusha, and they don't understand what's underneath that Levush. Inun Di Yadin Yatir, those who understand that there's more La Mestaklim B'Levusha. They 
they they don't they don't get trapped by the interface by the way that it presents itself. They understand what's really underneath it. What's underneath Albasha? The Chachamim that they are the Avadim of Hamelach of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, the ones that stood at Sinai, lo mistakli ele benishmasa. They they looked at the Nisham of the Torah. What what was the, the the inside the the truth of it the ikra de kula raisa mamish because those secrets that's really the ikra of the Torah ule zimna de asi and lasid lavo zminin le stakala ben nishmasa the nishmasa de raisa we're gonna see the inner of the inner of the Torah and further he says Reb Shimon Amra vayla hu barnash the Amra ayve to the person that he says the raisa asa lachzasi pura baalma that the Torah is just uh, stories umilin that yaita somebody's coming and going di hachi afilu bezimna da because if so, that even in Zman Hazeh, Anan Yechaylin Lemebad Eraisa, we can make our own Tyro, we can make poetry that's nicer, stories that are better, B'milin De'adyayte, in simple words, B'shvach Yatim Yikulu, and praises that are even, uh, praises that are even better. One second, lost the place. Achza Mila Da'alma, just trying to bring out some, uh, some things of the world. Afilu Inun Kafsire Da'alma, even other Majlim, Ispe Nau Milin Ilan Yatir. Maybe that was good for then. But this is for now. I heard one time a beautiful piece, just to interrupt for a second. I forgot who I heard it from, but he said, There's a famous question, says that a Kaddish Baruch who held the mountain over the Klai Yisrael's heads. Uh, and the question is, is that this was after Nasev Anishma. Nasev Anishma was a full-blown acceptance of the Torah. Why did a Kaddish Baruch have to then hold the mountain over the, over the heads of the Jews? Uh, maybe it was Rav Yitzhak Berkowitz, I, I don't remember, but it could be. But uh, why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu then have to hold the mountain over the heads of the Jews to say, you have to accept this? They already accepted it. It was the greatest statement of acceptance ever. And he explained that if you would have said Nasev Nishma, then that means that they looked around the world and they accepted it. You gave them a presentation of something and they acknowledged that it was 100% appropriate. But then the world changes, information changes, social norms change. Look around the world now, the way that people relate to certain things. Uh, we don't have to go into details and you almost don't know what's right, which one is more advanced. Yeah, and that doesn't mean that what the Torah said was wrong. When they accepted the Torah, maybe it was 100% right in terms of the way to relate to certain norms and family ideas. So what a Kaddish Baruch Hu did was, was, was said the way that uh, I remember it. He said, no. Listen, when you said Nasev and Ishmael, you looked around and Klai Yisrael understood that this is 100% the truth. But Lui Yitzhar, lest you're going to come later and you're going to say, yes, it was too, uh, true and there has been a transition into something else. What does it mean that Kofalei and Haikagi is that it was over their heads? It means that it was Mukhruch. It's not, it, it, it was, you acknowledged it was true, but that's not what makes it true. The idea that it was, that, that, that truth stands on its own that it's objective truth, that it's anchored outside of anything in the world. It's Hamakum, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the universal context. The Torah is from, coming from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's Mokhruch, that has to be. The mountain is over your heads. You can either acknowledge that 2 plus 2 is 4, or you don't have to. The Kali Yisrael did acknowledge it, and they accepted it with Nasev and Ishma. But what made it true was not the fact that they accepted it. What made it true is that it's true. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave them a chance to say Nasev and Ishma, to accept it, to acknowledge it on their own, and then he, t- and then he showed them that they were able to see through and they say yes that this is true that we accepted it but it's true forever because it's inherently true and he so he says otherwise if it would not be like that we can make another Torah what we're talking in the Torah is that every single word, every letter, every everything about the Torah, some of it is Nasa, some of it is Begoloi, some of it is something we can relate to, and some of it is Nishma, some of it is beyond us. We're not there yet. However, the really the nasa is the is the is the chatzimimer. It's what we relate to, but we understand that there's a nishma. There's something that's uh, there's something that's way beyond that. Vizebachinas Torah utfila nasa bechinas nasa is the bechina of Taira, the the command part of the Torah, the instruction. What we're able to relate to. By the way, quotes over here in the note. The go back and there's a tikkunizar that's brought in Taira Ches Chelik Zayin, talking about the the Taira and Tfila uh, coming together, but not for now. So he says the uh, nishma. 
הם בחינס נסטרייס, בחינס דיבורי התיירה, שהם הדיבורים של התיירה שסביב אז כל מצווה, שהם בחינס נסטר כנעל. Now both can go together, maybe you'll say, listen, I can only talk about what I can relate to, but if you only talk about what you can relate to, so then does that mean that you are having some sort of a glimpse into infinity? In other words, there's something that's a, a million miles long, and there's something within your field of view, but you understand that that represents the tip of something that's infinite, that's much greater, and now you attach yourself to something much greater through through that, but, or does that mean that, no, I, my field of vision is 10 feet, so that means that as far as I'm concerned, this is only 10 feet. Then you're taking away, you're undermining that part that you relate to as well. It's very important, even though there's nigla, that you relate to that as being part of something much larger that you're only relating to, that, that there's levels of the iceberg. You're only relating to that part you see, but that doesn't represent what it actually is, even the part you see. But um, but lemaisa our the chelik of what we have avoda is part of the nigla and therefore nishmas bechinas tefila she dveikus kishmiya tolya beliba. So what's tefila? Tefila is dveikus. Tefila tefila is something that's that's totally in the lave. It's totally the the lashon of tefila. It says that tefila is malchus. David Amel says vani tefila. It says naftuli elukim. Tefila is a it's it's a hischabros. Tefila is where we attach to a kaddish baruch hu. That attachment, the relationship, almost by definition, is much larger than anything that we understand. Again, the relationship between a parent and let's say a infant, a mother and the infant, the second it's born, is not a infant relationship. A, a parent with a five-year-old is not a five-year-old relationship. The depth of the relationship is much, much deeper, mu- maybe much, much deeper than anything between uh, between adults. And yet, if you ask the five-year-old to understand in its own terms what that relationship is made of, the five-year-old really has no idea. It's very simplistic. The depth of the relationship is almost, by definition, something that's deeper than what we can relate to. That's tefila. That's dveikus. He b- b- brings over here uh, from uh, from the Kutumaran Tinyana Torah Pedal, maybe we should talk that Kaddish Baruch Hu that the Ikrit Fila should be really in our own words, very into his Baidados. But Lemaisa, we have the Neviim, the Anshek Knesset Sakadela, that gave us magic words and key, uh, the, the key to opening up certain things. So we have we have the Tefila of the Anshek Knesset Sakadela. So there's uh, we we leverage both, which is a greater discussion, not for now. But as far as as far as tefila, as far as the dveikus, as far as something that that resonates from within us much much deeper, that is the lave. He asks actually an interesting question over here, going a drop longer than I thought. But he asks an interesting question. He says nasev and nishma doesn't seem to make sense. First of all, how can you do what you didn't hear? And second of all, it says vayomer vayomer Hashem nasev and nishma. But Hashem already said. So what do you mean nasev will do and then we'll hear? But the diber it says kolish diber Hashem. The diber actually came first. So if if you hear what was spoken to do, so really the words came first, and he says, no, there's a difference between, uh, so to speak, like listening and and, and hear, hearing, right? In other words, if there's an intent, intent listening, listening doesn't mean that you heard something. It could be in the background. It could be you could even parrot it back. The idea of listening is something to resonate, to internalize to something. And I'll, I'll, I'll say one level deeper, sort of in my own language, when you hear something, is it that I want something? You don't know what I want, so that you, so you hear it in order to be able to do. What's the product? What's the connection? What's actually this chabras between us? Really, the substance of the instruction. Now, I have to say it in a way that's palatable, in a way that, you know, tone can make all the difference. I say it in a way that's palatable in order that you should be able to do the instruction to get it done, because I need something done. Alternatively, I'll tell you no. What's the product? The product is the connection. I want you to go do something for me, but the truth is I don't really need it done. Why am I telling you to do something? Because through your listening and understanding my needs and executing on a certain way, that's going to show and create and then show the connection. The product is the connection. Very uh, focus. Uh, I myself should think about this concept many, many more times. But think about this many more and more times. When you talk about tefillah, you're asking a kaddish baruch. It's a profound difference. Night and day. You're asking Kaddish Baruch Hu for health. You're asking Kaddish Baruch Hu for wealth. Are you asking because you need something, and therefore you're? But if you could theoretically get it without asking, then you wouldn't need to ask. Or is it no? The connection is the product, and it's just that a Kaddish Baruch Hu set up a dynamic world where you need to ask for things in order that there should be grounds to create a connection. 
we could talk about this for another hour and a half. Think about it. We'd love to hear from you. It's a much different way to understand tefillah. But what that means is that since the connection is so much deeper than anything that we could possibly possibly imagine, it's all behelam. It's all hidden. It's much deeper than we can think. That uh, he asks for lev shemeya. He wants havanas halev to be able to judge the lev bina. Uh, is Shmia? It's in it's, it's in uh, Bina, right? So he says Vavoida Shabalev Zutfila. This relates to Tfila Hainu Bittel Dvekis La Insof. Tfila is not my understanding. Tfila is not my doing. It's not doing something Begaloi. Tfila is where is is where it's it's in the connection. It's in the lave. It's it is batless. It's being vatal myself to a relationship, something greater than anything that I can imagine. Because by definition, I don't have a tfisa. Every time I understand something, I understand how much there is to uh, to know. Every time I get to the end of a room and I open the door, I see a room that's even much larger than it. I can get ever closer to the ain sof. Every time I reach the plateau, I realize how nice the view is and I want to get an even higher view. So that there's a part of tefillah that's something that we can't relate to. That's a bechin of nister, who bechinas tefillah, that's really bechin of tefillah, which again goes together. In other words, if you have something infinite that you have no relationship to, or in our, like we said before, the pnimi and the makif and the avoda, if there's something that you just have no attachment to, there's no bridge, there's no point at which you relate to it, so then you, you're you not never going to get it's going to go zero to one. On the other hand, if you only relate to something on your own terms without realizing that it's just a taste, it's the tip of the iceberg, it's something that's much greater, and the more that you know, the more that you're going to then relate to the next level. So then also you have nothing. Taira and Tfila, Be'etzim go together. The Nigla and the Nista, the Nasa and the Nishma. Umi'achr she'en lo dveikos... Sorry, sorry. Tfila is where you understand, you grab on to that piece that you you have this dveikus, this hishtoikus to do something, a thirst. What's a thirst? Where there's a lack, there's a chaser. Like we saw that in the beginning of Tairaches, that a person groans, they bring in the ruach hayim. It could be that there could always be luxury, it could always eat something that tastes good, but where there's a thirst, that means that there's a need. I'm filling a gap. And the more that you understand that there's ruach hayim, that there's eitz hayim, that there's Torah, that there's Rebona Shalom, that there's a Kaddish Baruch Hu, the more that you realize that no matter what step you thought that you achieved, that there's something lacking. Now, just coming back, by the way, to the to, to the contradiction we asked before, so did Moshe Rabbeinu take both crowns, did Tzadik has both crowns, or is it that uh, is it that the people kept the Nishma, and the, the way that uh, he explained here in the note, I think it was the Be'ibe Hanachal, um, the way that he explained, let me just see if so I can quote the right... Um, uh, the right thing, yeah. They said the Bible. I think Bible Nachal. So, so he says that there really there's three different things. There's Nasa, but there's two levels of Nishma. There's Nasa, which is the Galoi that you relate to. There's Nishma, that's the Pnimi. There's Nishma, which is the Makif and the things that you're working towards. That Nelam, and we have to rely on the Tzaddik for this for, uh, to, to create this connection. We had it, we lost it. Therefore, we have a Moon and Tzaddik, and we draw from the Shiva Rome. We connect ourselves to the Tzaddik, and we relate to the Avod uh, the Tzaddik. Are the ones that have this Hispatlus. But there's another level of Nishma. What's that Nishma? That's the product. It's not a hechatimza. It's a product. It's a thing. It's a hishtaik because it's a desire. It's a relationship. It's it's something. Uh, it's something that who are our ambitions? What are our goals? I might not reach a hundred steps. I might only take five steps. But those five steps are going to be in, in the direction. What's going to pull me there? The goal and the ambition of reaching the end. That desire rotzon hishtokikus. That's also part of nishma. That's what draws me out. That's what creates the connection. What I'm looking towards. That we still have. And uh, and, and that part says Meish Rabbeinu that you lost the but keep the nishma because that's the anchor that's going to keep you connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to the tzaddik through the tzaddik and uh and and through this, through Torah and Tefillah, so that's Be'etzem, how we're able to have Nasev and Nishma, Simcha, the Aziz, the Kedusha, to attach yourself to the right Tzaddikim, to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, to have a Mituk in the Din.